Again, we're on step nine, and step nine is we made a direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And, and I want you to know that as we walk through this uh, process of uh, growing in our relationship to God and in our relationship to uh, others, um, there are things that we, we have to do. We have to take responsibility for. There's some things that only God can do, which is to bring forgiveness and forgive us and cleanse us. And, uh, but there's things that we need to do too. And, and one is to go and make amends. We make a direct amends. And I want to give you a passage of scripture, and it comes from uh, Genesis chapter 33. And in Genesis chapter uh, 33, actually it starts in 32, I want to talk about a man. His name is Jacob. His name eventually will be changed to Israel, and the uh, nation of Israel will grow out of him. But uh, his name is Jacob, and when he was a young man, uh, he had a twin brother, and he betrayed his twin brother. He tricked his twin brother, Esau, and uh, he stole his twin brother's birthright. Uh, by uh, trading it for just some food. Um, and, and his brother Esau was famished at one point, and, and Jacob had some food. And so uh, Esau said, give me some food. And he said, no. And he said, what will you give me for it? And he gave his birthright away. And, and Esau was the oldest, and Jacob was the youngest. And so he gave his birthright right away. So Esau or Jacob tricked him. And then there's a, another moment in, in Scripture where we see that Jacob uh, and, and Jacob's mother tricked um, Isaac, who uh, had, was at the end of his life. He was, he was near death, and he blessed Jacob with the blessing that should have been on Esau. And when Esau found out, he wanted to kill his brother Jacob. So Jacob ran away, and he was gone. For, for many years, and and um, 14 plus years, he was gone, and he ran to his um, uncle's house, Laban, and it was there that he ended up getting married and ended up having lots of children and had a huge family, and then many years later, he wants to go back to his hometown, but he you know Esau's there, and Esau said, I'm going to kill you if you ever come back, if I find you. And so the scriptures tell us in, in, in Gen Genesis chapter 32, what Jacob did was when he was ready to meet up with his brother Esau, he was scared out of his mind. So he ends up sending all of his family away and, and, uh, and, and then from him, and, and then he goes to a place, and he, be, he goes and he prays. And it tells us in, in, in Genesis chapter uh, 32, verse 22, that night Jacob got up, took his two wives, his two maidservants, his 11 sons, crossed the ford of the Jabbok. And after he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. And when the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And the man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. 
And then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God. He was wrestling with the angel of the Lord. And with men and have overcome. And Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God's face, saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. He realized he was wrestling with the angel of the Lord. And the reason he was doing that was because he didn't want to die. And he didn't want his brother to kill him. And he wanted to be blessed because he had all of these people now which made up a, a would eventually become a great nation, the great nation of Israel. And, and, and he, was, he was wanting to be blessed, watched over, protected, that God would fulfill the plan that he had for Jacob's life. And it was there in that time where Jacob was, he was transformed over all the many years that he had been gone, over 14 plus years. But he also was transformed that night when he met with God. He was no longer the same person. And, and his name was changed, and he was no longer the deceiver. But now he was the one that wrestled with God and with man and has overcome, has struggled and has overcome. And, and in the same way, I'm telling you to do step number nine, step number nine can't happen until you have been changed by God. That you're no longer like Jacob the deceiver. You're now a person that has struggled to know God. Has struggled to build relationship with people. And, and have become, you've become an overcomer. And, 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 so, and so you can't do step nine until you have experienced that transforming work which you have as you turned your life over in step number three to a God who can restore you to sanity. And, and so, so Jacob is now changed and now he meets with his brother in chapter 33 and when he meets with his brother, when he goes to meet his brother, he's expecting the worst and he's bowing down and he thinks his brother is still going to kill him but his brother doesn't want to kill him. His brother says, listen, I have, have experienced a successful, a prosperous life. I no longer hold it against you. And, and that day, Jacob, whose name has been changed to Esau, now, or I mean to uh, uh, Israel, now makes an amends with his brother. And that's what, in this step, that's what we want to do. We want to make an amends. We want to go and we want to apologize and we want to uh, pay restitution if we have to in some ways that might not even be possible. But what we want is God's complete grace to flow through the person that we might have hurt. And, and, and the Bible even tells us, and if you take a look in, in, uh, in, in Matthew chapter, chapter 5, Jesus speaking, and he says, a Sermon on the Mount, so if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, they have something against you, 
Leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go be reconciled to the person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. When you are on the way to court with your adversary, settle your differences quickly. Otherwise, your accuser may hand you over to the judge who will hand you over to an officer and you will be thrown into prison. And what he's saying is, listen, there are consequences and you have to deal with those at times, but the truth is, Settle your difference quickly. And there are things that we need to settle with people. We need to go and we need to, to, to make an amends. And this way we can be right with God. And if we had, don't have an amends with the people that we have hurt, we're going and we've come to know the Lord and we're worshiping God and, and we're thinking, you know, I haven't made an amends with that person. Go make an amends. Why? Because it's through that amends the apology and your transformed life that people that are out there will even be able to see that there is a God because he has changed your heart and your life. So I want to ask you, have you made the list? And if you've made the list, it's time now to go to that person and talk to the person and share with them. They may say, I want to make an amends and I accept your apology. But at the same time, they may say, no, thank you. Regardless of the reaction, you've cleaned your side of the street. And that's all that matters at that point. You've cleaned your side of the street. Let me ask you some questions, and I'll post this question uh, in a little while on the video. But who are the people on my step eight list to strike the most intense fear in my heart when I think about making amends face to face. It's something that you're going to go to that quiet place and you're going to pray. And, and God is going to remind you that you've been changed and you've been transformed and you've met with God and, and he's going to lead you and he's going to give you the power and the strength how to do it, when to do it, in what, what way is this going to take place? Another question is this, do I have supportive people to help me gain a willingness to take such a challenging step? Do I have an advisor or a sponsor to work with me? You see, at this point, you might want to sit down and you can talk to me, you can talk to your pastor, you can talk to a brother if you're if you're a man or a sister and if you're if you're a woman and and talk to somebody that is a spiritual leader or a person that you respect who is who's you know walks close to God and and go to them and say I need to work through this can you can you help me and and more than likely and I would say probably almost 100% they're going to want to help you because they're God's servants that want to see people grow and move on in life and reach the divine potential that God has for people's lives. And so they're going to want to help you. And so take that list and now start to check off the people. Yep, I'm going to do it and I need to contact them. 
I need to go, I need to make the apology, I need to make an amends, and then, and then you're going to have the people that are going to, it's, you're afraid, you're really concerned, there's been damage. You're going to take that into your prayer closet and pray about it. Go talk to somebody that's a spiritual leader within your life, a, a person that you respect, that close friend that you know, will have advice and will even be maybe go with you to talk and then prepare to take the steps set the time set the date and go do it that's step number nine step number nine bottom line is this we made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others Get it off your chest. Time to move forward. No longer have to be ducking their presence, whether it's at a family event or it's at the grocery store or you're on your job or you're at church. You no longer have to duck. Go clean your side of the street and make amends with them. Lord, thank you again for this time. Thank you, Lord, that we can make an amends and that there is the second chance, third chance, fourth chance. Lord, you've changed us. We are different people. We're not the same. We have encountered you just like Jacob encountered you. We've wrestled with you, God, and we know that you've changed our hearts and our lives, and we're not the same people. I'm not the same. I'm a different person and who I used to be before I knew you. And Lord, I'm a different person. Even after I've come to know you and through the many years of knowing you, Lord, I'm changed. I'm different even from last month to this month. We're changed every single day, growing stronger in you. So God, for all of us, help us to make an amends with anybody that we've hurt, anybody that we would be embarrassed to see face to face. Help us, Lord to make an amends with them if making the amends would not do more damage. Help us to have a spiritual advisor within our life, somebody that will help us make the amends and we can talk to them and work through this step. And Lord, we look forward to cleaning our, our side of the street. Nothing to be ashamed of. Free now to live and not trying to medicate ourselves to help us forget things that we've done. Nope, we've cleaned it up by the power of your spirit. Thank you, God.